Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas, with Jonathan. And Jonathan, we got a lot to talk about today. We were planning on just having this one main thing that we're going to save till the end. But because of some breaking news last night, we actually get to talk some serious stuff regarding James Harden. Not just like, you know, more or less like thoughts, but actual concrete news, right? Yeah, no more, uh, not just speculation or just random conversation. You're right. So basically, the idea here is that the Sixers have officially ended any trade talks for James Harden and plan to bring him into training camp. This new, what was your initial reaction when you heard this news? So my initial reaction was actually twofold. First off, I was like, I I didn't know that that's just like a thing that people like they say we're done taking trade conversations. Like why, why just end it? Why not just like, like, why does that have to be a public statement? You know, I kind of thought you would just like continue to monitor deals as they come in and not be as active, but I was kind of confused just being like, yeah, we're taking them off the trade market. So that was my first reaction. Then, um, I was interested in, like, I, I read an article that said that other NBA execs were saying that they didn't think Maury was honestly like open to trading Harden. And, and that's kind of the feel they got. And I thought that was pretty interesting too. So um, I hadn't seen I, that, but I'm I, not surprised. I all along thought he, like, I think he'll get traded. I pretty much have said all along, though, that I do think he'll show up to camp. So um, I wasn't surprised that they're going to hold on to him for the time being. Uh, but yeah, a little, little interesting. What are your thoughts? I mean, my initial reaction was um, I kind of felt like this was coming. It wasn't too much of a shock. Um I was interested to hear James R. Harden's reaction to that news, which we'll get to here in a minute. But let me ask you this. Is this the right move by the Sixers to try to bring him into training camp, or should they just try to get what they can for him now? I mean, I don't want him to be on the team coming into training camp. I think you and I and and maybe Josh or Noah, when we were having him on, like there is definitely a chemistry issue if you bring him in knowing that he adamantly does not want to be here. But – I mean, I just I don't want to get 
pennies on the dollar. So the team, I, I mean, in NBA, the team that wins the trade is the team that gets the best player. And it doesn't sound like we would get a better player back than Harden, uh, even if we get a couple pieces. So um, I well, think me, it's the right move for the moment. Well, let, let's let's talk about I, this isn't in the agenda, but let's talk about this for a second. What is fair value for Harden? He's a 33-year-old, you know, former All-Star. You know, he's still an All-Star level player, but didn't make the team last year. What is a fair value for a guy that's probably going to be a little bit worse, if not significantly worse, next year? Like, well, what's what's fair value for a guy that's pretty much become more of an inefficient scorer, but is still a elite playmaker? Well, I don't know fair value. Like, I don't, I don't know if Maury's trying to get picks back. Like, I thought if you have a deal centered around Terrence Mann and Norman Powell in L.A., like I know L.A. doesn't want to get rid of Terrence Mann, but I thought that could, with some additional other pieces on both sides, like I thought that could be the good structure of a deal, uh, like the beginning structure. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that as well. You get a young player uh, established, like a, a veteran that can contribute, some other vet, like a really above-average veteran, some other, you know, players you know maybe some rotation players under the bench guys and then maybe like two picks i think two picks for a guy like harden or like two protected picks or like one unprotected pick i th- i think that's probably i know maury probably we 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 can fairly surmise that maury wants more considering that he gave up ben simmons two picks seth curry and andre drummond for uh you know yeah for him but and it was James Harden and who who was the big man that we got? But oh, De- uh, what's Jordan? No, Millsap. Millsap. I forgot about that. Gosh. Okay. So I I can see Maury wanting more, but I think fair value is a young player, a solid veteran, other salary filler, and one to two first round picks. I I think that we can move forward saying that's fair value for James Harden at this point. I agree. Because I don't think yeah. you're going to get an all-star player in return. Yeah. Yeah. So that that being said, let's move on to the part where James Harden is reported by Sam Amick of The Athletic that he plans not to show up to camp. So, I don't know. Did you see this before I sent out the agenda? I did. So what is your initial reaction to that? I was mildly surprised. Um, I don't know why. Like, I know he's been extremely adamant, but I thought that, like, he would have to realize that this could be a possibility of them bringing him back and that he might have to start the team, start the season here. And I think that he would have enough of a relationship with Daryl Morey to know that, like, hey, I can still try to move you if, if that's their agreement. But he had to know that this might be a possibility. I was kind of surprised that he's staying so adamant about not coming back. It, it's it just feels weird for someone who didn't seem to openly have an awful relationship here. I don't know if it's just his like standing firm because he didn't get the contract. He kind of thought he might've been promised this year, but um, I was a little surprised he stayed so firm. What about you? I, I am. I, I, I think this in a way, this might be better for the Sixers. I think that was my initial reaction. If he doesn't show, I'd rather him not show up and them work with the roster that they have versus him showing up with in the fat suit or just not trying. I'd rather him not show up. That that being said, I, I'm i going to ask you this because I have a strong opinion about this. Do you think this is the right move for Harden? I don't. I don't think he has the leverage in this play. He has one year left on his contract, and he's going into like a year where he wants to get one more max contract. He thought that would be this year. It's likely next year if he wants one last chance. So he has to play and show out and – 
he also wants to be a free agent and, and he can't just sit out or he won't be eligible. So, I mean, I don't know how much leverage he has. He has what, like, ten, like seven weeks maybe or a little more. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this is his smartest play. What about you? Uh, it's not a smart play. Like I said earlier, he's a you know borderline all-star level player at this point. Still one of the best playmakers in the league. But the inefficient scoring, the lack of defense, is really going to hurt him moving forward. And his explosiveness, we have already seen, has taken a slight dip. It's going to continue to take a dip here. He is gonna the he's not not going to get a five year max extension moving forward. Um, because he's uh, the rule of 38, uh, for those not familiar, players who turn 38 before their next contract cannot get a five-year max contract. It's a way to protect owners in the CBA. Um, that also being said, the Sixers have cont- have protection in the CBA as well. I think I mentioned this in the past, but if James Harden withholds his services for 30 days, the six starting at training camp, the Sixers in turn can revoke his ability to become a free agent and he's still he he won't be able to become a free agent not only in the NBA but any other major sports league like he he won't be released from his contract so and yeah. i i don't think we'll get that far but it's a leverage tool for the sixers the sixers have all the leverage here with james harden in terms of like making him come in now, will he perform is a completely different matter, cause chemistry issues, because we saw what he did in Houston. We saw what happened. Well, I don't really blame Brooklyn so much on him. No, that was more Kyrie, but still. Um, James Harden seems like the type of guy is like he'll put up with a lot, but once he's done, he's done. And he's clearly, I, I think he's clearly done here. Um, let me ask you just one last question before we move on. Um how does James Harden planning to sit out camp? Do you think that impacts Joel at all and Joel's future? I don't. I don't think this is any change from what uh, him asking out. Like, I don't, I don't think any updates on if he's going to return to camp and be unhappy or try and sit out or any of that. I don't think that'll affect Embiid because I think he knows that the, like, the agreement is to try to move on and get something back to help maximize Embiid's potential. So, um, this is just another step along in the Harden game, and, and I think it's not really going to affect the rest of the team until it or if it comes to the training camp time. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit. You know, and before we move on, I just want to say this about James Harden. James Harden is reminding me more of AI's de- decline versus – um, you know, some of the other greats declining because being stubborn like this is never a good look. But that that yeah. helps our perfect segue, right? Yeah, that was a great segue for us. So Dwayne Wade gave a little host fame speech, and uh, he was talking about how influential AI was. And I have a couple quotes I want to give you. So he said, our heroes are not always perfect and said they possess a relatability that makes them touchable and real. When anyone speaks about Allen Iverson, that's what they say. You brought hope to those who grew up with limited resources, showed us that success and greatness are attainable in the face of adversity. Your struggles made your accomplishments that much more remarkable. You're a living, breathing reminder that redemption and growth are possible. And he said that he wore number three to honor or, or like to respectfully follow in uh, AI, and he wore the arm sleeve, same as him. So honestly, I feel like AI – like had such an imprint on so many more players, but it was great to hear Dwayne Wade say these remarks. So like how, 
how what was your reaction when you heard this? I mean, we we knew that D Wade was going to give AI some love when he chose him to introduce him to the Hall of Fame. I will say this personally, and this is outing myself a little bit. You know, I'm a I, I I wore a sleeve, shooting sleeve in high school for a little bit when they, you know, as long as I had the right colors. But, you know, you know how schools are with, you know, color schemes and yeah. all that. But, like, I, I wore, and, like, AI was the one that started the shooting sleeve. So, yeah, no, definitely a big influence there. Um, and, you know what, the franchise does not give Allen Iverson enough love. AI has said multiple times he would love to be working for the franchise. They haven't given him that opportunity yet, which really sucks. But... It's good to see another great, you know, give credit to another great because these guys, yep. in my opinion, are top five shooting guards of all time. So I, I think it's it's good in that regard. Well, in terms of both being top five, who would you have as the better career, D-Wade or AI? Ooh, better career? I guess I put better career on this instead of better. Um, well, career-wise better player versus career. I, I guess D Wade had the better career and I'll even say that he was the better player because he was a two way player. Not to say that AI wasn't cause he was a pickpocket master, but like you, there was not a diff, like there weren't players that could expose a, uh, D Wade as much as AI was, uh, defensively bodying up wise, but they both were great. They both had their moments, you know, D Wade won three championships. AI won an MVP, both were fra- faces of the franchise. I think both influenced how the NBA is today. AI with culture, D Wade in terms of making super teams and pairing up and player empowerment. So you you do see that. I think there are similarities, and I think I, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I'll just go through my top five shooting guards. Number one is Michael. Number two is Kobe. Number three is D Wade. Number four is AI, and number five, I guess. For now, we'd put James Harden in there, but I, for a long time, I'd say um, I'd probably say Jerry West. But I guess James Harden has snuck his way into there. Yeah, I think you did say that. Yeah, I yeah. kind of agree with you here because your like better career is a lot more like gap between the two of them as opposed to better player. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, I just wanted to be AI, right? When every time you step mm-hmm. on the court, so it's just cool to see how influential these he was to like other players as well. Yeah, but we couldn't pull off the the cornrows though, Jonathan. We can't. We can't <laughs> no. do that. No. Nope. That that being said, because we grew up, we were both we were both born in like '92, so we were there during AI's prime, and you know when we were little kids when he was in his prime, and then you know we also saw him during his decline. Yeah, that's so. why we have such a love of Sixers basketball, like being like eight, nine, ten during this peak, and and then now you're sitting here and just. It's just so painful. Yeah, because, you know, if the one the only thing that you can say negative about AI is that he could not adjust his role, because if he could have, I think we both agree that he could. I think he ended his career, what, like 32, 33, and he could have probably gone for another four to five years if he uh, had been willing to take on a sixth man role coming off the bench. But you're right that that, you know, it is what it is. But Jonathan. It's time for the main event. The thing that I've been working my butt off the past two days working on. And so I'm not going to lie, people. I like watching Bill Simmons's podcast on YouTube. And recently he did a mock expansion draft. 
and it gave me some ideas. So we are going to, you know, kind of model our expansion draft similar atly after Bill Simmons's. So with that in mind, we're each going to take a team. We each are going, there are going to be, we're each going to take turns picking uh, players. And here's how it's going to work. So each team gets eight protections. I've already gone through and protected all eight players that were non-rookies and non-two-way uh, non, uh, players. So two-way players and rookies are automatically protected, you know, with exceptions to like Chet Holgram, EJ Lindell, because they were injuries last year. But like they were already on the roster because usually expansion drafts happen before free agency and the NBA draft. So we're going to protect those players. But like any other player? Free game, pretty much, as long as they're not protected. Uh, that being said, Jonathan, did you want to go through any of these protections that I made? Uh, anything that you want to change or disagree with? No. So I was going to say I probably have three or four, maybe five that I disagree on, but I actually okay. don't want to go through them because I want to save them to steal. You want it? Well, no, like, no, no. I we don't gotta want go. That, I don't. I'm just saying I don't want them to be protected. I want them to be unprotected so I can pick them. Well, and then no, I'll no, no, tell I'm you. Saying, I'll tell you. I think I should have. Okay, but no. Like what I'm saying is, are there players that ne- that you think teams would protect versus not protect? I think there's a couple, but I think overall, I think you have a really good list, and the other ones would just be my personal preference as as GM. So I don't think there's any need to go through those. I think okay. I'll tell you them as we draft. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So I'll be keeping tally on a notepad. So if you hear me scribbling or whatever, that's why. The hope is, though, is that we can get through this pretty quick, Jonathan. I'm going to write down our stuff now. Okay. So who do you want, Las Vegas or Seattle? I will be – I'll let you – you can have Seattle. I will be the Las Vegas Renegades, and you will be the Seattle Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, I came up with Renegades because it was a. I made a uh, expansion team on 2K before, and I used Renegades because it was a pre-made one, and it's pretty good. I like it. Uh, I will be uh, co-GM with LeBron James of the Las Vegas <laughs> Renegades. Renegades. Okay. Okay. You chose team, so I get first pick. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And let me go to my notes here. My first pick. And now this is going to be kind of a controversial one. But I will take the recently injury-ridden uh, Jonathan Isaac from Orlando. Oh, before okay. we continue, by the way, before we continue, um, yeah. I will say listeners also know once a player is picked from one team, all the other players from that team come off the board and we cannot choose from that team again. Okay, these are similar rules that, you know, Bill Simmons used, and I'm trying to replicate that the best I can. That being said, we'll jump into it. Okay. Okay. We're doing up to 15 players. So each one of us gets 15 picks, but I will take um, Jonathan Isaac 
So, all right. So, what do you think about Jonathan Isaac? I think that's a good pick. I I have him included in my list on my draft board. I like it uh, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's the big if, but, you know, it's an expansion draft. I'm willing to take a few swings here. Yeah. All right, your Um, your pick. Who do you got? uh, Again, these are – okay, just so people know, there's not, like, great, great options. That's the point of the expansion draft. No, no, because there's a lot of protected players, eight protected players on each team. With my first pick, I'm going with Ayo DeSumo from the Chicago Bulls. Ah, that's a good one. I was thinking about Io too, either him or Drummond. So he is uh, someone that I am a big fan of, and I thought that uh, I, that was one of the guys I had that I might have swapped with. Uh, I, you had protected Kobe White or Tory Craig, and I was thinking, you know, honestly, I might just. Take- yeah, it was a tough call on that. He was like, it was either him or Tory Craig, and I just figured. Tory, they don't have a lot of wing depth, so I think they would have probably protected him more. But no, yeah. it's a it's a good pickup. I think I had him ranked. Where did I have him ranked on my big board? He was ranked twelfth. So okay. Yeah. All right, my turn. Let's see. You did not go for my second player, so I'm going to take Jalen Johnson, second overall. Okay. From, from the where? Atlanta Hawks. He's from Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, Jalen right. is a has a lot of. Upside as a two-way wing, and I like two-way wings. You can't have enough wings on your team, so I'm going to take Jalen Johnson. So okay, um, all right. So yeah, we both have to remove anyone from that team, correct? Yes, yes. So you can't right. pick anybody else from. Anyway. Okay. With my second pick, I am going with Bones Highland. Oh, you? Delaware uh, Zone. He was not the guy that I chose from the or from the Clippers. Actually, I I'm not high on Bones Island, but I was looking at who was I looking at on the Clippers? Give me a second here. Let me find it. Uh, I was looking at Brandon Boston Jr. for the Clippers. Uh, That's a Bones Island is a fire score, but I also see him having some personality issues. That's fair. He's just Delaware's own. I mean, so yeah, gotta, that's that's fair. That's fair. So you want guards, I want forwards. Okay, so let's see here. Yeah, yeah. Let me start crossing out players so that I know who's available and who's not. Give me a second here. So Clippers are out. These guys are out. And the Bulls are out. Okay, let's see here. Who's my number three? Where is my number three? Give me a second here. I got to find my number three guy on my big board. Ah, I'm going to go for another wing here. I'm going to go for Kessler Edwards of the Sacramento Kings. Showed a lot of two-way okay. promise. If I can get one of these wings to hit, I feel really good. So I'm you going to take the Sacramento Kings. Okay, I'm trying to make sure I remove these. Yeah. So I took All them right. off the board. Any reactions to that? Or was no, Edwards I like the guy that, that you... Was Edwards the guy you were thinking of for there? No, who did I have? I had uh, hmm. I had Hol- Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes isn't on the Kings anymore. He got oh, traded who to did I the, have um, on the Kings. No, he got traded to the Mavs at, on draft night, dude. No, I know. I'm trying to think of who I had on the Kings. Um, there weren't that many yeah. options. I actually might not have had anyone on the Kings. This could have been oh. a win. Okay. Um, oh no, I had I had Trey Lyles, and that was probably going to uh, be not one of my Trey next Lyles picks. Fans. I'm not. Okay. Okay. So with your third pick, who are you getting? 
All right, so my team, my uh, squad is kind of small right now, and I want to keep going guards, but I know that's not the right decision. So I am going with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. I knew you were going to take him. <laughs> I knew you'd be tempted to. I and have now, to take him. Gobert. So let's talk about him because let's talk about it because, you know, Minnesota traded essentially, what, five, six picks for him, including Walker Kessler? That's yeah. a that's a big blow, and they're just giving up on him. Why would they not protect him, Jonathan? Why do you think they? I mean, protect him? I might have protected him. You might have protected him. Well, let me explain I why might have I. Consi- yeah. Let me explain why I didn't. Because the contract is bad. He's already showing signs of regression, and if you can get out of it for scot free, because he's going to be on that contract until about what thirty four, thirty five years old. Yeah. I, I think you take that out. I think you so. I put that. him over Shake or Nikhil Walker Alexander. I think they're very similar. So I thought if you could keep one of them and, and then not keep the other. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Um, I actually had Wendell Moore as my choice from the T Wolves because I just don't like Gobert all that much. Yeah. yeah all yeah. right. All right. My turn. So let's see. That was my ninth overall option. Let's see. Where's number four? Ooh. Okay. So. I've gone wings so far. Should I continue going wings or should I go somewhere else? Up to you. That's the tough one because my next two highest rated players, two out of the three of them. So I have two players ranked for. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now. It's uh, my the Pacers are the have two players that I have considered at number four. I'm just trying to decide on the Pacers. Yeah, on the Pacers. Can you guess which two players I'm talking about here? Probably Jordan Nwora and Jalen Smith. Yes, those are the two. Who would you take? Why? Why are you asking me? You're going to take my pick? No, no, no. Just want your opinion. I mean, I think... All right, I would take take Nwora. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the opposite of what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to go for Jalen Smith here, just because I need a big... And he's a 3 and D big. He has potential to be the... 3 and D big. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Jalen Smith. I need a big man. He's not that All big. Right. He's big enough. Okay. Okay. So your turn. All right, I'm coming in hot with Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, gosh. Okay. Kevin Porter Jr. I think Jr. that yeah, some issues maybe, some some uh off the court that's, issues potentially, but I think at. he his you upside have. could be good. A toxic locker room with Gobert, uh, Highland, and Porter Jr. Gosh, I hope you get I'm some well veterans aware. in there. I hope you get well some aware. veterans in there. Okay. I actually have Porter ranked uh, 25th on my big board just because of personality issues. Okay. Okay. So, let's see. We are at pick number five for each of us now. And I am going to go with – who's my fifth? I just picked the big man. I don't need another big man. I'll hold off on him. Need a guard. Do I have six? Nope, that's also a big man. That's also a big dang. I have a lot of big men. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of Sixers fans hate me here, and I'm gonna take Ben Simmons. Oh man, I was thinking about that next. I'm gonna take Ben Simmons. He's look if he can look. He's going to be a rebuilding market. Not a lot of pressure to win. He has three point shooting wings, except for maybe Jalen Johnson and Jalen Smith is a big three point shooter. 
I have a huge squad, dude. Look at the height of my squad. Nobody's a a below like five, uh, six, seven. So like, I I was looking at. I I, I, I'm gonna go Ben Simmons on this. Upside is there. Downside, you know what? It is what it is. We're rebuilding. We're not expected to win anyway. So I'll take Ben Simmons. Two other people. I had three people listed as potential from the Nets: Ben Simmons, Darius Baisley, or Cam Thomas. I, you know what? It was either Cam Thomas or Ben Simmons for me, and I love Cam Thomas. Like I think he could be a guy, but I'm just thinking. I need. I just. You know what? Ben Simmons is like. Cam Thomas could just be one of those guards that can score a lot, but not anything else. But we know what Ben Simmons, like, he's still a really great defender, still a really good passer, even if he can't do anything else. So I'm going to take Ben Simmons. I'm going to take a flyer on him. But he okay. was actually ranked 11th, but I was, I just felt like it's time to go Ben Simmons because I didn't trust That's you, and player. I was right not to trust you. Yes, because I was going there. So I'm going to just rock with the guards. I'm going to have Rudy Gobert in the backcourt, and then I'm just going to run with – I have Bones, DeSuma, KPJ, and I'm bringing in Killian Hayes. Oh, ah, I was thinking Killian uh, in a little Let's bit. Let's go. Too. That's a good one. That's a good upside pick. I like it. You're yeah, going to have problems shooting the ball, defending. Door. You're going to have problems yeah. defending, but like, and you're really small outside of Gobert. So, but I, I, you know what, Killian Hayes, that's a good upside because he showed flashes last year when. Uh, both Ivy and uh, Cade were out, but I, I like I, it. I think I'm going to get Mike D'Antoni to coach my team, and we're just going to run. <laughs> might. might. Um, look, uh, besides him, I had two other guys on the Pistons, Isaiah Livers and Marvin Bagley, because I uh, I still love Marvin, Mar- Marvin Bagley. Yeah. But uh, I had them ranked 21st, but I, I was thinking of them a little bit sooner. All right, my turn, isn't it? Uh, let's mm-hmm. see here. I need some more guards. Let's see who I have on this list. You know what? I'm going to go for an upside guard, too. I'm going to go with Kira Lewis. Okay, good pick. That's a good pick. I need uh, somebody a little bit fast, a little that can, you know, push the pace a little bit, and he's a good defender. He needs to work on his scoring, but, like, I, I like it. I'm going to go with a guard. What? I need a guard. What team is he on? I'm he's on the Pelicans. Ah, uh, so it's at the bottom. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I had him. Are you crossing the these out online? Or are you um No on um, my own. Okay, gotcha. Um, all right. Wow. Now we're getting into it, aren't we? Oh I I'm going stretch four here. We're going Davis Bertons. Davis Bertons? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And he's I mean, on he... OKC. Hold up, hold up, hold up. On OKC, you are taking Davis Bertons. Versus every other guy that's on there. I yep. was going to pick Poku for Chris. <laughs> I you thought jerk. Poku or Jeremiah Robinson Earl were up there, but I can't oh. be just I can't just run with the guards or like the wings. I need a stretch four. He played well in Washington. Poku's when... a stretch big, and he's a playmaker. Right. Come on, man. No, no, I'm, you made your pick. It's too late. I'm taking Poku I'm off the board with a. I'm, I'm mad at you for that. I am. I am so mad. Chris would be disappointed. He would be so disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should be. You should be. Well, I'm going to take the Knicks off the board here. Let me put Davis Bertans first. Davis. I didn't even – he wasn't even on my options. <laughs> there was a lot of better options on the Thunder, but I'm looking for – I need to build out my team now for – Oh, position. so you're actually trying to win. You're – you're okay. Interesting. I'm yeah. doing this for upside. 
So I, okay. with upside in mind, I'm going to take Miles McBride of the New York Knicks. Okay. I am a West right. Virginia guy. You know this. Yeah. And he's no, a guard that has upside. And like I said, I need some more guards. I need to get a big man next. I need to get another big man. And I have a couple of mines, so that's good. Well, I am, as recommended, I need to get some locker room presence for my yes, you um, do. Pro- problematic team. So I'm taking P.J. Tucker from the Philadelphia 76ers. Take him off the board. Wow. I forgot that I left him unprotected. Yeah. Okay, P.J. And Tucker. And that was one of the guys I noted. I might. You had uh, Pat Bev protected. I probably would have swapped P.J. for Pat Bev. I mean, look, the way I see it is the Sixers, if they're trying to clear cap space for next summer, they would probably leave P.J. unprotected. True, true. Okay, so that's a shame because if I was going to choose a Sixers player, I was going to go for Mo Bamba, honestly, as an upside candidate. Yeah. All right, let's see. I need another big man. Who to take, who to take. So many choices here. Uh, Who's my highest rated? Uh... Okay, yeah, I'll go for it. I'm going to take Thomas Bryant from the Heat. Okay. I like that pick. When he's when he's healthy and starting, he can average 10 and 8, uh, 12 and 8, and he can go off for even more on occasional occasional nights. So, yeah, I'll take Thomas Bryant. He was ranked 5th on my big board. All right. All right. Um I am going to go Man, we're getting down to it. Um, I'm going to go with Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn, I, ah, uh, okay. Oh, uh, never too. mind. I am going to take Rashawn Holmes. I was thinking of someone else, but, um, that's okay. I said it. We're keeping it. Well, Dallas who, Mavs. What, now, now, is it on the Dallas Mavs? No, 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 no. Someone else was, uh, unprotected. Okay. I'm going to keep him around. Okay. How many have we picked? So we're both at eight. So we're about halfway through now, okay? Okay. So let's go over the rosters. You have Ed Sumo, Bones Highland, Rudy Gobert, Kevin Porter Jr., Killian Hayes, Davis Bertans, P.J. Tucker, and Rashawn Holmes. You're missing some small forwards there, my man. I know. Um, I am. I I have Jonathan Isaacs, Jalen Johnson, Kessler Edwards, Jalen Smith, Ben Simmons, Kara Lewis, Miles McBride, Thomas Bryant. So I need some shooting. So, Mm -hmm. with that in mind, for my next pick, is that who I want to go with? I think so. I am going to take Landry Shamit. That was my next pick. (laughs) He was one of my higher ones, too, but I was leaving him out there because I needed some. I had had him ranked 10th, and the way I – like, look, when he first got drafted, I thought he could have been the next J.J. Redick. And I still think in the right situation, he could be, you know, if you're just asking him to shoot at nothing else. You know, I think Shamit can be that guy. So I took I'm, – I'm, I, like I said, I needed some shooting. I got some shooting. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, All right. I am going <laughs> – I am going to go with the point god, Chris Paul. Wow. Golden State Warriors. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did leave him unprotected. I figured, you know, first off, it's a really tough roster to figure out. Like they don't have a they don't have a lot of depth right now. And I figured, you know, if they could get off his contract this year, you know how many millions of dollars they would save? 
like hundreds yeah, of millions of dollars. So I in you know luxury tax payments. So I I I thought it was a no brainer because it was either like him or Clay or like one of the young guys, and I don't think they're going to give up on one of the young guys. So Chris Paul, that's that's a solid one. You got enough point guards though. You got you have at least three true point guards and a couple combo guards, dude. Bones can play off the ball. Chris Paul can play off the ball if needed. He did it with Harden, so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not worried. Okay, okay. I, I need some more. I need some more shooting. Does my main list have any more shooting? I don't think so. Shoot, I gotta go to the list. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> we have to well, dive me, deeper. Well, let me think about this here. Do I? I got a nine-man rotation that I like. Who else do I think? I think I'm going to look at upside now. I'm going to look at up. Well, you know what? No, I am going to take one more guy. He's also a tweener, you know, four, three, four. And I'm going to take Jay Crowder. Okay. Where is he these days? Bucks. The Bucks. Oh, let's see who else. I had, mm, I did have someone on here. Who was it? Beasley. Uh, he was a good option too, but I, I liked I just was like, I need a locker room guy, and Jay Crowder's that locker room guy. That's fair. I like it. All right. I need some wing play. I think I'm debating between two here. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Reggie Bullock for the Spurs. Oh, I had Charles Bassey as my guy from the Spurs. Nice okay. choice, though. Nice choice. You know, veteran presence. You need veterans. You need veterans in yeah. your locker room. Well, now I got PJ, uh, Reggie Bullock, and um, Chris Paul. So I think we're good. Well, Chris yeah. Paul might make it more toxic. I mean, depends. I mean, look, he did a good job in OKC and at the beginning of uh, Phoenix, too. So, you know, I'm not going not gonna to write him off here. Okay, so these are the teams that still we have not picked from yet. Boston. Toronto, Cleveland, Charlotte, Denver, Portland, Utah, Lakers. Oh, wait, so no, you did put the Warriors on there. Let me cross them off. The Suns and the Grizzlies. Yep. All right. So let me think here. I'm going for upside now. This is what I'm doing. I'm changing my draft strategy. So with that in mind, I'm going to take Bull Bull okay. with the 11th pick, with my 11th pick, because we're going for upside, right? Why That's not? That's what you wanted. So we're taking Bull Bull off the – oh, Suns. I actually didn't have any Suns okay. on my board. Well, that helps um, you out then. Yeah, I am going to go with – I actually forget what team this guy's on. Who is it? Bounce. That's around. I'm going to go. Can I pick this guy? Cam Who Reddish. Cam Reddish. Lakers? Yes, yeah. on the Lakers, because uh, I'm, I'm still hoping man. he has some upside. I don't know that he does. He's bounced around, but he was the, highly projected coming out of college. And maybe if Look, he gets in the he, right he spot. He needs to have the ball in his hands to be productive. We'll see if he can be that guy. Um, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, I, I think he has, you know, I don't know if the Lakers are the best chance, but if he can buy into a role, cause I don't think he's going to have the chance to be that guy, then maybe it works. I was looking at Jackson Hayes on the Lakers. I was going to ask, that's who I thought you were looking at. What, how, how did you figure that out? How, how did you because know? Because I had two, I had two players uh, to watch on that team okay. and it was Jackson Hayes and, uh, and Reddish. Okay. All right. Well, you got me there. 
All right, next move here. Do I go with up? Yeah, I'm going to go with upside again. I'm going to go with Jake LaRavia from the Grizzlies. From the Grizzlies? Yeah. He, oh, he, okay. They picked him last year. It was our non our pick the pick that we didn't trade to them because they got David Roddy with our pick, but they got they also had another first round pick and they got Jake LaRavia. Good versatile defender, six eight. Like I said, I like my big wings and has the potential to be a good outside shooter. So I took I took a flyer on him. Alright, we got some what do I need? I don't think I need any more guards, but there's you a need lot wings. of good you need there's wings. A, I know, but there's a lot of good guards still out here. Um, what about a Sam Hauser from the Celtics? Wow, Sam Hauser. Okay, I was actually going with O'Shea Brissett as the Celtics player that I was looking. That's at. that's good. Hauser is good three point shooter and not a, as bad as on defense as you would think. And okay. he surprisingly, he was like. The Celtics had a very, not limited, but like a very set ro- playoff roster. Mm-hmm. And Hauser snuck in at the end of certain games, so like not just garbage time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, yeah, take Hauser. All right. Well, let me look here because I don't have – we only have like five, three, six picks left. Yeah, six play, picks left between but the I two of us. How many teams do we have left? We have we – have, we have yeah, we got Raptors, six. We got the six. Cavs, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Jazz. All so, right. And this is where it gets tough. Do I? I need another veteran. I'm going to go with Justin Holiday from the Nuggets. He, okay. He can be a 3 and D guy. Hopefully, he gets his three point shooting back. And last year was just a, you know, a fluke. What about Reggie Jackson? No. Nah. No, I don't trust Reggie Jackson. Plus, I have three point guards already. Okay, fair. Yeah. Then I, I need, a, I need to... a little bit. Look, I only have two, two true shooting guards right now, and um, I mean, I can I can make one of my wings play him, but like in terms of true shooting guards, I only have Landry Shamit and now Justin Holiday. So I, well, I need another shooting guard. So that's true. I am the Portland Trailblazers only have two players available. Who do you think I'm going to take? I think you're going to take Kevin Knox. I'm going with Yusuf Nurkic. Wow. <laughs> Give wow. me some height. I need some more height. Yeah, you do need some more height because you really only have one center right now. So why Yusuf? I like him. I really think like when him and Dame, I know he's been a few years since like he's been injured a little bit, but him and Dame had a great two-man game. Uh, I think you could play twin tower lineup with uh, with Gobert and Nurkic. Gobert maybe play a little four. I don't know. So I, I, like I was him. looking at Kevin Knox as my next guy. So that was that was a good one. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna add a little bit more shooting, and I am going to take Dean Wade from the Cavs. I like that pick. He's, he's a, a where did he? He's a true he four. Like, he's a true four. You know, like a stretch four. And he provides. Did he go shooting. to Bucknell? I don't know where he went. He was, yeah, he's. I don't know. He was, uh, yeah. That's a good pick. I like it. You have the Raptors, the Hornets, and the Jazz to choose from. I'm really interested to see who you choose. Yeah, there's some options, but I want to go with an upside pick, and I'm going with James Booknight from the Hornets because he Ooh. he's got some. Uh, he's shifty. He's got some game in him from UConn. I think 
He's Dude. definitely undersized, but who knows? He looked really bad in summer league. That's all I'm going to say. I actually had that's JP okay four because from the Hornets because I don't trust. I think James Booknight is a, a bust. So now that's it comes fun. down to me. It comes down. To I know this. who you're going to pick between the Jazz and the Raptors. You're going to go Raptors. There's a lot more. I'm options. actually not. Really? I'm actually not. As much as I like him, I have enough long. And I know who you think I'm going to go for the Raptors, but I have enough athletic wings. I'm, I'm going to take another uh, floor spacing big here and Omar Yusufin. Yep. He was on the Heat, wasn't he? He was, but he signed with the Jazz this summer after the whole entire uh, Paul Reed thing fell through. All right. Well, we have a lot of options from the Raptors. Yes, you do. As a Sixers fan, I am bringing back, I am bringing Jalen McDaniels to the Las Vegas Renegades as my last pick. All right. So let's talk about our roster. So let's let's look at these rosters, talk about the strengths and weaknesses of these rosters, okay? Okay. Sorry, if you hear clicking in the background, that's my pen, guys. I like to click a pen whenever I'm, like, thinking. So I'm going to put that down so that I don't do that. So let's look at your Renegades first, Jonathan. You So out of this roster, who would you have as your starting five? So I got Ayo DeSuma. He's starting yeah. at point-ish. Um, Bones Highland starting at... Uh, the two guards. It, does, it doesn't have to be your starting five as your starting five. You, your first oh, five oh okay. Yeah, you don't have to have your first yeah, five yeah. picks. I'm saying, looking at your roster, who would you have as oh, your yeah. five starters? You can no, go I'm still, I would still do it that way. I would go okay. um, Desuma and uh, Bones Highland in the backcourt. Okay. Then I'm going to have um, KPJ and Bertans at the three – Four situation and I'm and I'm having Gobert with the back line. Okay. I and think I might KPJ switch in Chris small, Paul. Okay, I could right, switch sorry. in Chris Paul over uh, over Bones or Desuma, um, just to like switch up the lineup every once in a while, get a veteran in there. But uh, I don't know. I like that lineup. Okay. okay, and strong bench players would be PJ Tucker, Killian Hayes, um, and Nurkic. Okay, so my starting five point guard is Ben Simmons. Okay, my my uh, shooting guard is going to be Landry Shamit. My small forward, this is going to be tough now. I guess I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go Jalen Johnson and Jonathan Isaac as my two forwards, and then my center is not going to be Jalen Smith. I had him higher for upside, but in terms of being able to start now, I'm going to go with Thomas Bryant because he can actually stretch like the floor too. Yeah, both Jalen Smith and John Thomas Bryant are star, are um or you know, stretch bigs. So my bench, my primary bench players would probably be Miles McBride, Kessler Edwards, Kira Lewis, and uh hmm. Maybe either Bull Bull or um, Jay Crowder, depending on the matchup. Yeah. Look, I think these teams are both relative. Like for an expansion draft, I think they're decent teams. I, I think the point of the expansion draft is obviously to not have these teams be. I mean, in the NBA, you can like there's a lot of teams don't go more eight than eight or nine deep. Um, yeah. Some do, but so a lot of these players are not 
meant to be starters. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a good starting point for both teams. Yeah, I think so, too. Look, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, the NBA said they're not going to do an expansion until they get the TV deal done. The TV deal is going to be done by the end of the season. So that means within the next two to three years, we're going to have expansion teams. So they might not look far off from this, to be honest, in terms of players available. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is a Sixers podcast, but, you know, it's okay. It's the low of the offseason. I think it's okay for us to diverge just a bit and talk about this. Because, I mean, look, when, when I was making the list, let's pull this up, up real quick. Um, I got to go through this. But I have – let's talk about the Sixers players that were protected versus unprotected here. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick before we wrap things up. So, you know, you have two-way players in rookies, and I'm – Actually, Philip Petrushev probably shouldn't be considered a rookie because he was dropped. Uh, he shouldn't have the rookie protection because he was drafted a few years ago. So take that rookie protection off of Petrushev. But you have two way players, you know, Tobelis, uh, Turk. Trey, Turk, and Ricky Council all protected. And then here's the, you know, eight players that I have protected. And, you know, we you said that you would rather have. P.J. Tucker versus Patrick Beverly protected in terms of talent, and that's probably right. But P.J., I think, and if you want to have offseason flexibility next year, I think P.J. is that you leave him unprotected and protect Pat Bev. So you have Petrusev, you have Montrez. No team's going to take Montrez with that injury. Mo Bamba is unprotected. Daniel House Jr., P.J. Tucker, and Korkmaz. Yeah, I think that that's the good list. So then the ones you had protected were – Paul Reed, Pat Bev, Tobias, Harden, Embiid, Springer, Maxi, Melton. Yeah. And I thought when I first took a look at it, I was like, okay, like I might rather have PJ or Mo Bamba than Springer. And I was like, no, like this is kind of like protected build. I think Springer is absolutely should be one of the eight that you're protecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think other teams would be interested in Tucker and maybe Bamba and maybe even Ferk. Who knows if you get down far enough. But I mean, yeah, it depends on like. I don't know if you added like four or five expansion teams, I'm sure, you you know, the team wouldn't be eliminated after just like one pick. So like, uh, I mean, yeah, Korkmaz could be enticing. You know, he, he is a three point shooter. He's definitely worth a look. Um, you know, I think in the Bill Simmons podcast, the, the, one of the last picks was Daniel house. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I I mean, look, it's this, and this was just fun. I had fun doing this, making a team. I, I would roll out with this roster on 2K. I would. I would. I think that would be fun. Um, I think it would, too. This was a good time. But I'm not buying 2K right now. Uh, I'm waiting (laughs) to get a PS5, and that is on the low end of my list. And because – well, you you remember when they went from PS2 to PS3 or PS3 to PS4. uh, They kept making games for the older systems, but the graphics got 20 times worse. Oh yes, yeah, so, tell me about it. So yeah. so and that's happening again, and so I'm just gonna hold off. I'm probably not gonna get 2K24. You know, one of the funny. Oh sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say one of the funniest things like that you see online is always like this is how long LeBron's been playing basketball, and it's like what he looked like in NBA 2003 versus like oh, what he yeah. looks like in NBA 2023, and it's uh it's funny. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. LeBron's had a remarkable career. Um was actually just listening to a, a podcast, you know, the uh, Hoop Collective podcast with Brian Windhorse, and yeah. I, they were interviewing uh, LeBron's uh, not lead agent, but like lead negotiator on his from his um, agency that he that he's a part of. So yeah. you know that that was apparently like this guy 
apparently changed the rules for so many because uh, he represented uh, the the fourth pick, and I think it was Jim Jackson, the fourth pick in the Shaq uh, draft, which I think was what ninety two ninety four was which which draft was that? Shaq ninety two. I think he was ninety one. I don't know. Um, anyway, so anyway, so and the guy was Jim Jackson. And apparently before Mark Cuban, you know, got the uh, Mavericks who drafted Jim Jackson. Um, he um, I'm sorry, I'm getting sidetracked here, but I'll, I'll be quick about it. Um, apparently, you know, the old owners were very cheap or, you know, just frugal in general. And um, as a result, you know, back then they didn't have rookie pay scale. So it's whatever they got. So Jim Jackson wasn't getting what he wanted. So he held out until like March and still got paid for all of that season. Plus what the other top three picks were getting ahead of around what the top three picks ahead of him were getting. So, um, you know, that started that enacted like the rookie pay scale very quickly, like two years afterwards, pretty much. So that was that was pretty insane. Um, yeah. And, you know, he did other things, you know, he implemented, other, you know, he he changed the way that free agency do things today, too. So anyway, yeah. Jonathan, this was fun. I had fun. This doing was a good time. Yeah, this is a good, good idea on your part. Uh, oh, I mean, it's Bill Simmons's idea. I just stole it pretty much. But yeah, but it's a good suggestion for the podcast. And like yeah. you said, good switch up from uh, from the was going to be from the regular no news. But of course, Harden hops in with some news. So um we will be seeing in the coming days uh, if there's any further news on that. I'm, I'm sure it actually will probably be more like the coming weeks. Um, but, yeah, this was yeah. a good podcast. Appreciate it, Lucas. Uh, and as always, thanks to all the listeners. We really appreciate you hopping on. We hope you enjoyed this. Let us know if uh, this is something you liked and want to do in the future. Um, and you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts. Please go over to the Sixer Sense website. Continue to read our work. Got a lot of good articles coming out. Um, thanks again. And until next time, go Sixers. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.